Snap Studios. I woke up falling from the sky. For certain soon I was to die. My piercing scream turned to a grin. A happy calm. And then... The end. You're listening to Spooked. Stay tuned. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Step Judgment is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. From KQED and PRX, you've crossed over to Spooked. Back in the day, my girlfriend at the time, she's got some friends, and they're all kind of woo-woo or whatever, but I don't mind a bit because I'm all in love, you know. And these friends are crazy. They're crazy into this pamphlet taking over every bookstore, every health food shop, and every yoga studio in the country. It's called The Secret, right? And The Secret says there's this thing. It's called the Law of Attraction, purported to be a rule of the universe that says whatever you think about, Whatever you fill your mind with, you will attract. What you're supposed to do is visualize what you want. Then watch in amazement as your life attracts those things. (sighs) Okay, well, whatever. The book says a good way to do this is to create a vision board. And a vision board is a board with pictures of all the stuff you want to attract. And this is getting to be a lot of work, but I do it. I cut pictures out of magazines and stuff of what I want in my life and I tape them to a piece of cardboard just like you're supposed to. I do it because she asked me to and I'm in love. And then of course I promptly forget about it completely because fads, you know, fads, they come and go. I forget about it until very recently. Until I'm cleaning a closet, preparing to move away from that person whom I made that vision board with those many years ago. And I look at it again. This faded piece of cardboard with pictures of sheet music, cameras, microphones, photos of black men bent over tables writing stories, images of a stage show at the Kennedy Center, a drawing of a fancy dinner jacket. So many pictures of someone writing something, sometimes with a pen, sometimes on a computer. And... Looking at this board, this board I made so many years ago, it occurs to me. It occurs to me that everything I put on this piece of faded cardstock, every single image, has come to pass. 
writing. I've bent over many a desk writing, the microphones, the cameras. I have shoes exactly like that. I own a jacket identical to the one in the picture. We played the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., where I got to tell stories on a stage with Questlove and Black Thought from the Roots. Everything has come to pass. The law of attraction, what you demand of the universe, you will call forth. And it is too late. It is far too late to turn back time. To return and tell myself, brother, brother. You're making the wrong board. I don't care about the shoes, the stage shows. I don't care about cameras, fancy jacks. I don't care about any of it. When so many people are lost to me. Since making this art project, so many relationships severed, broken, so many things I can never undo. And so many things left forever unsaid. Please, please, please put them instead on this piece of paper. My name is from Washington. Be very, very careful what you ask for. Spook starts now. began down south, way down south. Guillermo is a radio host in Jalapa, Mexico. He works at Radio Central, one of the biggest media companies in Mexico. The office is filled with little recording booths, and Guillermo is broadcasting his show live. He's on air. He's talking to the masses. I'm going to let Guillermo take it from here. Spooked. It would be around 10.45 p.m. I was hosting this show called Clásicos de Radio Centro, Radio Centro's Classics. And I was playing music in Spanish, 80s and 90s ballads. I was able to see who came up the stairs because the doors were clear glass. If someone went up, I could just turn my head and see who it was. Sometimes it was just a security guard. Let's hear this hit from the 80s. This is by Luis Miguel. The song is Ahora Te Puedes Marchar. Now You Can Leave. I was presenting this song when I hear someone coming up the stairs. 
rápido cierro el micrófono para que no se oyera. I immediately cut the mics so the sound won't bleed into them. I turned to look at the door and see no one. I was certain I heard something on the stairs. I play a song, I get up and walk towards the door and what the hell? There's no one. Pero vuelvo a escuchar la escalera. But then I hear the steps again. I'm right in front of the stairs, 10 feet away from it. I'm like, someone's walking up the stairs, but who is it? And then I hear upwards. Then two or three steps downwards, then upwards. I say to myself, all right, let's see what's going on. I get out of the booth and get closer to the stairs. Me salgo y me acerco a la escalera. Digo, ¿quién eres? Who are you? ¿Quieres jugar? You want to play? Why don't you come on up? There's two of us. We can make it a party. I walk backwards and I throw myself on a nearby couch and stay there, waiting. Then I heard someone running up the stairs, all the way to the top. I just froze. I just felt how my body froze up, because obviously there was something there. Sí, 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 yo estoy completamente seguro. I'm completely sure that it's a ghost. Yo quiero pensar y quiero imaginarme que era I imagine that it was a boy who was playing on the stairs at that moment, maybe a six or seven year old running up and down the stairs. What I do is try to talk to him and establish a connection with him. Para tratar de hacer conexión con él. I'm totally afraid, trust me. But I'm curious nonetheless to find out what he wants, what he needs, how I can help, why he's there. I told him, come closer and tell me what you want. But then it runs downstairs until I couldn't hear him again. I got up from the couch and went to the booth again, but I didn't close the doors, I waited. He has to come back, I thought. If he's playing, he's got to come back. No, ya no volvió a pasar nada. He didn't. After the incident, Guillermo asked co-workers if Radio Centro was haunted, and they all said yes. Everyone who worked there knew it. Guillermo asked about the footsteps on the stairs. One of my coworkers told me, I think it's a young man. Some people have seen him. He's like 15. He plays a lot on the stairs. Well, it must have been him, I said. He was really close to being in front of me, but I couldn't see him. There were many rumors that right there at the station, there was a kid all soaked and wearing white clothes. There was also a lady and a man. Everyone knew that ghosts were roaming around. For many, it had become familiar to hear or see something strange to the point that they weren't paying attention to that and just focusing on their work. They had stopped trying to focus on what that was. The ghosts didn't stop Guillermo from coming in every day, playing music, and working on radio spots. He loved his job. He started working for a famous, long-playing show called Tell It Tonight. 
Tell It Tonight was all about the paranormal. Listeners would call in and share their stories of ghostly encounters and ask for the host's advice. Cuéntelo esta noche. Alcanzó una fama muy, pero muy buena, fíjate. Tell It Tonight had gotten really good fame, you know? Tell It Tonight had been on the air for quite some years. I'm talking about six or seven years. Tal vez no el mejor trabajo del mundo. It was probably not the best job in the world, but it was the most exciting, not knowing what was going to happen that night. Yo en realidad lo apoyaba él porque había que correr. I was helping the host because you had to be running around recording all the listeners' calls, and you would have to chit-chat with the listener at the same time you were setting the recorder, the effects, and the music bed, and then on to record another thing, pick up the phone from another line. It was stressful. But suddenly, one day, I arrived at my scheduled time, and the host didn't come. This guy didn't show up. So what happened? He wasn't going to work there anymore. Well, that was a surprise to me. I was stressed out. By default, Guillermo became the new host of Tell It Tonight. 11 and 1 minute here at Radio Centro. I'm Guillermo Mezcua, and this is Tell It Tonight. And it came in, and it burst at the top. It was a show signature. It was the theme song from the Adams Family movie. No había operador. Entonces, era There was no operator. Back then, you were announcer, operator, and you did everything yourself. And when it was your turn in the booth, you handled all the equipment, the listener phone line, the microphone, and then you went on the air too. So running the show on my own was stressful, with so many gadgets to operate by myself. I had been running the show for only one week. It was a Friday, midnight. I was finishing the show, the national anthem was playing to conclude the broadcast, and the phone rings right at that time, at midnight. Well, I said, given the time, I thought it was very strange, and I answered, Radio Centro, good evening. And he tells me, what's up, Guillermo? When I heard the voice, I jumped out of my skin, man. His voice was hoarse, yet soft and quiet at the same time. That's the way he always speaks. It was a person that called himself Mr. X. Mr. X was a regular of the show before I became the host. I think he went on every week as a guest host who would answer the listeners' calls. Mr. X helped the previous host of the show. He's a specialist in paranormal phenomena, special energy, shamanism, everything that there is to know about the subject. He has had that gift for many years and has helped many, many people here in Jalapa and in other cities. He didn't even let me speak. I've been listening to you all week. I know that you're on the show now. I'm like, yeah? And you're probably going to need help. I tell him, yeah, you said it, man. And then he said, 
How about you come tomorrow to my house? I live in a neighborhood near the radio station. We meet there, we talk in full about what the show is about, and I can tell you how to manage it. And I said, that's excellent. The next day, Guillermo wasn't feeling so great. His body felt sore and stiff. But still, he didn't want to miss his appointment with Mr. X. So he went to the man's house. It was just a normal house. It was a one-story house with many rooms and a long hallway. We were in his mustard-yellow living room. You see this house, and you don't think that Mr. X, a person who talks to ghosts, lives here. I'm sitting down. I tell Mr. X, you know what? I haven't been feeling well lately. I feel like I have a weight on my shoulders, a pain, like I'm carrying someone. He comes and stands in front of me as I'm sitting on his couch. He lays his hand on the back of my neck. Suddenly, I see that he's moving like being given electroshocks, contracting his body, and he lays his hand again on the back of my head, and again he contracts his body. I asked him, what's hurting you? What are you feeling? He said, I'm feeling how open you are. Whichever energy passes by, you are pulling it towards you, be it good or evil. Mr. X said that Guillermo had psychic talents and that he was intrigued. He said he'd like to keep helping out on Tele Tonight as a regular guest host. Guillermo was thrilled and relieved to get some production help. His guest show appearances would vary. Sometimes we would say, next week, how about Monday, Tuesday, and Friday? And then Tuesday and Thursday for the next one, we switched it around or just did it Wednesdays and Fridays. Thanks for being with us here at 12.10 a.m. We welcome Mr. X. Remember that you can call us at 814-4003. One night, Guillermo was at the radio station. It was just before Tele Tonight came on. And he was lining up a few promos that would play on air. He was hosting this episode alone, without Mr. X. We ran some promos covering all the shows that people could listen to throughout the day. The last promo was the one for Tele Tonight. I hit play to start the first promo, then the second. The third promo was about to play when the machine jumped. And we hear the organ, like the music from the beginning of the promo. Knobs went up to maximum volume, drowning everything out. I get super hot, like my temperature shot up. The audio is still loud. I turn down the speakers, I let the promo run, and when I hold onto the table to lean back and stand up to refresh myself, I start to feel very ill. And at that moment, I feel as if someone is leaning on my back. I feel a chest against my back and breathing right in my ear here on my left side. I hear it. And with his hands, he started to squeeze my head. So I push myself up and backwards so I can free myself from this entity. I get up from the chair and I head to the double door booth. I 
open the door outwards and the other one inwards. I stand in the gap between those doors and tell them, Salte. Get out of here. Do me a favor and get out of here and never touch me again. You hurt me. You don't have the right to hurt me or touch me even. Get out of the booth and get out now. Siento como pasa. And I feel how he approaches me, lays his hand on my stomach to push himself out of the booth. I was soaked in sweat. My shirt was literally stuck to my body as if water had been sprayed on me from a hose filled with sweat. The temperature starts to get back to normal in the booth. I leave the doors open, I go in, unbutton my shirt, and take it off just to have my t-shirt on. I had a glass of water there, I remember. I grabbed the glass and splashed the water on my face. I want to, I don't know, get out, get some air. I'm still in shock about what has just happened. There were three other production booths on that floor, and they all had transparent walls. From the other booths, two radio hosts are watching what's happening to Guillermo. And they call me from booth to booth. What happened? He says. I mean, we saw everything. Are you okay? I said, no, I'm not okay. What happened? Well, someone just jumped on me, I tell him. Yeah, we saw that you were leaning down on the console. And we saw how you wanted to stand up and just couldn't and thought that maybe you were just fooling around, so we wanted to wait and see. I tell them, you know what? Stay locked up. Don't leave the booth and don't come over. Too much shit is going on. Don't come close. But what happened? I'll explain later. Stay calm. Don't come out until it's time to leave and we'll all go together. Okay, if you need anything, call me. They hung up. They continued. Then all I did was go back on the air. I introduced the show and turned off the mic. I went on with the music. I can't remember if it lasted 20 or 25 minutes. I could not go on the air yet. I didn't want to. I was dazed. I decided to play an old segment of the show and I left the booth. I sat outside a bit more relaxed. It was very clear to me that it had been an attack, that it had been a being that was so strong, so angry. I felt it, the hate of this being. Sentía el odio este, de esta entidad, la sentía. Y bueno, dejé que terminara la llamada. Volví Then a I let the call end. Problema. I went back in, finished the show normally, and left. Esto, te digo, This was on a Friday. I was really freaked out all weekend. Whenever I heard a noise, I felt that this guy was coming again, wanting to hurt me. I stayed inside my house all weekend. I didn't want to go out. I think that's when I called Mr. X to tell him. Guillermo asked Mr. X to help him deal with the entity at the radio station. This one scared him. Mr. X agreed. He would come in and see what he could do about the entity. It's Monday and he comes. I'm in the control booth. In front of me, I have the console and the crystal wall. And on the other side of the crystal wall is the guest booth, where Mr. X is behind one of the mics. Behind me, there's another crystal wall that divides the station owner's office and the control booth. So we're live. I'm chatting with Mr. X. We're in the regular show just like any other day. 
Pero en el meanwhile, we receive a call from the audience. platicando con esta persona. Y muy en el fondo, muy We're talking to this person, and from very, very far away, I hear some banging. I heard boom, boom, boom. Pero los oía lejos. I heard them far away, so what I did was turn down the volume. Then I hear it very close. It stopped. Put my headphones back on and I continue talking to them. We were chatting again. I hear again. Very insistently, such poundings. At that moment, I start to feel the same heat I began to feel when the attack happened. Mr. X, I look at him and he does a hand gesture, meaning behind you. So I turn back and see the crystal wall. The knocking is coming from the boss's office. And he makes a gesture telling me to calm down. He signals me to wait to go on air. I put music on. He tells me to extend the cut. He's coming over. I know what those blows are. I also hear them, he says. I know who is doing the hitting. Mr. X could see that behind Guillermo, behind the booth's wall of glass, that something was present there. And he came to my booth and told me, he's there, mad as hell. Can we get inside the office? Maybe I can cool him down and ask him what he wants. I tell him that's not possible since the office is locked down and I don't have the key. That is what you can hear, he said. It's here. I feel the heat. It's him again. I can assure you he was the one who attacked you. Get out of the booth. Leave me inside. I'm going to talk to him. I told him, okay, if you can, all right. I left the booth. He turned off all the lights. They explained that when you want to see someone or distinguish it, the darker it is, the better because they see the plasma from the beam. Then he turned off the lights quickly. I got out. I left something playing on the air. When he came out, he told me, he left, and if he ever came back, he won't bother us again. I talked to him. What happened? Well, it's someone that's very angry. He won't tell me why. He's got a lot of hate in him, and he's just looking for someone to take it out on. They did something very bad to him, he says because he's got a lot of hatred inside. You know what? He doesn't want me to help him. He just doesn't want to be helped, and he doesn't want to get out of your boss's office, and doesn't want me to go inside. The least I can do is ask him to keep a distance since we're not harming him, and he's not harming us. He's an old person, about 60 years old, very tall, dark-skinned, and a strong build, like one of these big rural farmers with sunburned skin. Imagine him, a revolutionary from that time. That's what his features and appearance were like. I think he talked to this being, not for that long, maybe five to seven minutes. Mr. X said, I already told him that I would help him out. I will look for him later for him to tell me what he wants. But for now, I asked him to respect us. He simply said that he spoke directly to him and that he would call him later on to look for him to try to help him out, to see what he wanted and why he had so much hate, why he attacked people, and why he was so angry. Mr. X asked him, Do you want to talk to me? Do you want to talk? Can I help you in any way? 
Are you looking for someone or something? But Mr. X says he just received no's. The entity just kept on walking around the office, very angry. I don't know if he left that day. If he went to a different plane of reality, I'm not sure. But he didn't look for me again. Mr. X told me that there are many ghosts like that who just want to take it out on the first person they come across, and they will hit them or throw stuff down or slam doors just to release their anger. This changed me for a while, because when it was about time to get in the booth for another installment of the show, I'd start imagining the smacking on the windows to a point that I'd hand waved to Mr. X when we were on the air. But Mr. X was like, no, no, take it easy. On a commercial break, he'd tell me, chill out, there's no one. I think I was like that for a month, in which I'd arrive to the booth for the classical show, and I'd play some music and get out of the booth. I didn't want to be locked down in the booth. I went in the booth just to give the hour, and then I was out again. It was heavy because for a moment I even considered telling the station director that I was quitting the show. I thought of saying, why don't you put someone else in charge of the show? I don't want to do it anymore. But after talking about it with Mr. X, he told me, Look, calm down. This happened to me when I got this gift. I wanted to run away from this and didn't want to see dead people, like they say in the movie. And what happened to the other beings? When he told me about that, I asked him, how come? He said, there's people here that come out of curiosity. They listen and they stay. Like passers-by then. Exactly. It's like you're walking downtown and you see a shop window. You stop to look, like that. He says, some days we will have some people, others we won't. Some days you won't even notice them here. Maybe on other days they will be sitting right next to you. Big, big love to Guillermo. Thank you for sharing your story of the spook translation for that piece and the original score was by Renzo Gorio who was produced by Spook correspondent Fernando Hernandez season dropping right now only at luminarypodcast.com walk the dark path while you still can want let the world know you're down with the dark side get the spook t-shirt for yourself or someone you love at snapjudgment.org slash shop and understand we are hunting monsters if you have a relationship something that changed you with something that should not have been there demons ghouls jinn fairies 
aliens, Bigfoot, witches, shades, specters, or maybe just that dude across the street with the glowing eyes. If you have a story that you can't tell anybody else, tell us. Spook at snapjudgment.org. There's nothing better than a spook story from a spook listener. Spooked at snapjudgment.org. And remember, if you like your storytelling in the bright light of day, subscribe to the incredible Snap Judgment Podcast because it might just change your life. Spook is brought to you by the team that unplugs all their electronics every single night, except for Mark Ristich. He's on Twitter till 4 a.m. railing at his enemies. And assessment, our chief spookster is Eliza Smith, Chris Hambrick, Annie Nguyen, Lauren Newsom, Leon Morimoto, Renzo Gorio, Teo DeCott, Marissa Dodge, Aaliyah Yates, Zoe Ferrigno, Greta Weber, Jacob Winnick, Sana Khan, Tiffany Deliza, Ann Ford. Fernando Hernandez, Flo Wiley. The spook theme song is by Pat Masini Miller. My name is Glenn Washington, and you see the good in people. That's how it should be. Don't let them take that away, but also don't let them trick you into doing something against your better judgment wherever you go. And whatever you do, please remember to never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever Never turn out the lights. This story was summoned in the dark of night by KQED and PRX.